Hello everyone. You're welcome to Time with Flora, where we talk, learn and grow together. We podcast every Tuesday. Uh, It's great to be back for another episode. Last week, we talked about the topic of loneliness as an intro, what it is, how we define it or how it can be defined. uh, And the fact that in the world today, when you look at the demographics, there are far more people identifying themselves as as being lonely uh, than ought to really. Uh, But that's my view. That's my view. Um, Today will be about identifying some of the situations that put us in a a state or a scenario of of, of loneliness and and, and maybe uh, will help people out there to understand the kind of triggers that may lead to that kind of prolonged uh, thing of being alone where it actually starts to become uh, a real problem, a real problem for your health, uh, physical health, mental health. But just to, to remember that there is a difference about being lonely and being alone. Uh, and there isn't, you know, the idea of loneliness isn't entirely one that is negative. Um, we all need to have moments when we are by ourselves and not necessarily in the company of others, and maybe even in the company of others, but still needing that space to think and be on our own, Um, whether it's to meditate, to de-stress, to read a book, uh, to pray. (laughs) You know, there are circumstances, there are are always going to be moments when you need to be alone, okay? Um, Just you, in your own space, in your own time. So, so we shouldn't necessarily see it as being a negative thing. Uh, obviously, the challenge becomes when it is something that uh, is prolonged and unnecessary. Uh, you um, start to isolate yourselves or yourself from others where you don't let people in and you can't let yourself out as a consequence of that. that those are, those are the, the stages in the whole process of being lonely that then become uh, a real issue but as I was saying you know what you know in terms of the question how do we find ourselves and and what are the circumstances that would find us being lonely Uh, some we cannot have any control over uh, and you know that is that is the truth some that we have actually brought on consciously or unconsciously uh, and sometimes, you know, as I've already said, we'd have no control over that. So listen, what, what are some of those circumstances that would bring us into a situation where we are lonely uh, and the prolonged loneliness carries on and then it becomes an issue for us? So loss of a loved one. You know, years ago, um, Decades ago, they would have said or research would have told us, surveys would have told us that uh, people that are most likely to be lonely are, you know, the elderly after a particular from a particular age in their lives when, um, you know, they're losing loved ones. Maybe they've retired. um, um, They're less mobile. um, There are more sort of health concerns and therefore constraints in their mobility, etc., etc., etc. These sort of things would put an individual in a situation where, um, social interaction uh, has reduced, 
they don't have someone to talk to as much and 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 therefore you know that that would occur um obviously you could also lose a loved one at a more younger age uh whether a partner a child etc a, a traumatic event uh, things like that would um certainly potentially have us being in a situation where we would want to spend more time by ourselves than with others cutting people off etc whether intentionally or not and and staying in a, a prolonged situation like that could definitely definitely uh lead to a situation where you have a problem with loneliness and and you know by listing some of these scenarios or or, or situations out is also a way for someone listening who may be observing someone that is potentially alone um it being the case and 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 ha- giving you an opportunity to intervene um other situations where people might find themselves ending up being uh, uh, lonely for a prolonged period of time in a way that is not good for them uh, might be where individuals have to to move into a new situation, a new environment. Uh, you're you're moving uh, to a new town, to a new country. Uh, you're moving to a place that you don't have any friends, you don't have any uh, uh, support network around you, etc. Uh, you know, you may be moving to a new school. You you've left your friends behind, and you know you're you're not building or not having the relationships that you once had. Had you know those kind of uh, things. Uh, you know, change of job, etc. Those kind of things where you are finding it difficult to cope. Um, you're finding it difficult to engage. Uh, the social interactions are are either non-existent or you're struggling. These kind of uh, scenarios can can have that kind of uh, uh, impact in terms of um, you feeling lonely. Uh, yeah. Conflict gone wrong. So, you know, the, the, you have a situation where uh, there have been arguments, disagreements. Maybe it's uh, you find this kind of thing, I think, happening maybe with with uh, in, in relationships, uh, couples, with family members, etc., uh, people who would have been part of and you would have relied as being part of your core network, uh, a very good friend that you've fallen out with, etc., whatever the case may be, people who would naturally have been uh, close or part of a support network for you now not being there. And uh, in the absence of having that uh, and the fallout from that could could take a, an emotional toll and, and again, could lead to, to, to loneliness. Um, social isolation... Uh, lack of engagement due to maybe health issues or disabilities. I mean, this has been uh, well mentioned. I've read in a number of places where uh, it is said that people who are, you know, have disabilities, have um, sort of health related issues that mean that they're they're uh, housebound. Uh, they can't go out. They can't go do their shopping. They maybe can't go to school. They're, you know, they're always in the hospital for prolonged periods of time. Um, uh, They have a a disability that means that um, social engagement is a real challenge, Uh, not because maybe they want to, but, you know, uh, the the, the, the others, uh, you know, won't want to sort of engage with them in the way they would like. Again, um, there is a, a big risk of, of, of loneliness with, with such categories of uh, uh, individuals. As a, as a parent of uh, a child who 
um, you know, uh, has a learning difficulties. Uh, you know, my daughter, who is my middle child, has uh, Down syndrome. I'm very mindful uh, as she is now um, 16, going on to 17. And um, one of the areas that has always concerned me is is the lack of you know, friendships, uh, engagement with colleagues. And while, while there's there's a lot of that that happens while she's in school, I'm mindful that, you know, outside school hours, you know, there's not a, a lot that goes on. And, um, you know, as young people, you know, develop and, um, and uh, are moving into their adolescence and things like that, those kind of social engagements are really, really critical. Um, so I'm I'm very much in tune with that being a risk uh, group uh, because uh, it is an observation, a personal observation that I certainly make, and and one as a parent that does certainly concern me for where my daughter is now and and where she'll be in future. And I'm sure there might might, might be parents out there, must be parents out there, um, siblings out there that feel uh, exactly the same. Uh, you may be in a situation that maybe at this moment in time you feel is out of your control, uh, you don't have the confidence, you don't have the the, the mental strength, um, either maybe, I don't know, for example, you're in a situation where you are being bullied, um, there are issues with regards to um, domestic violence, and, uh, you know, it is just really hard to reach out to anybody that would be helpful to you because of where you find yourself there are, there are always going to be big, major uh, loneliness risks with, with uh, such, such, uh, such individuals, for sure. So, so that is also um, a situation. Um, another one which I would see as more potentially, not always, but potentially self-inflicted, would be down to maybe some of the kind of habits that we have. So I think the first time I, I, I talked about this loneliness, I, I talked about sometimes it being something that we uh, inflict and uh, on ourselves and uh, over time, unconsciously, without really realising what's going on. So a classic example would be um, the, the, the way we invest our time in, uh, you know, with our devices and being on social media and, and, and to, the, to, the, to the sacrifice of the physical relationships engage physical engagements that we could be having um we make that more of a priority um that i would say is kind of one of the groups or one of the kinds of areas where loneliness becomes and it does happen for sure does become a reality uh is 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 one that we you know we we do really have control over to 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 shift and change uh, just through some some more healthy behavior so 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 habits in that kind of context is what what i mean um but 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 surely you know there are going to be some of these things that absolutely we have no control over um it, it, it's the situation that we 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 find ourselves in uh it may be that we're not strong enough at that moment in time to do something different uh, make our situation better and in some cases it's actually something that if we simply just changed our habit and changed our behavior and our orientation we would we could make some subtle changes that would put us on on the right path 
Um, so, so you know, those are de- definitely some of the triggers. And I would say that if you are someone that is observing or aware of people that kind of sit in those categories, you need to know that there is a big, big risk, loneliness risk. And, and loneliness in itself is a gateway um, to uh, some some serious health issues, mental health issues for for, for sure. Uh, and so, um, you know, if these are people as one human being <laughs> to another or, you know, uh, someone you you have a relationship with, a relation, a friend, uh, and you're observing these kind of things, do please reach out as best you can. Uh, and, and while, the, you know, the kind of mental door will be closed um, the uh, on you, sometimes for some of these individuals it's it they they struggle to to um to take good care and to to do what would help them so um i would call on you know you to as i said if one fellow good fellow human being to another you know reach out and and see what you can do um to help sometimes it's just a gesture of just simply greeting the person just asking them how they are Nothing much, nothing major, just subtle, a smile, something that says, I see you, you know, you exist, you know, you're worth my time, you know, because self-esteem can be quite a a bit of a, 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 can be quite a showstopper to a lot of people who are struggling to break free of, of, of this loneliness space that they find themselves in. And and I, I come on to, to this point of, is it really down to the fact that they just don't have anyone to engage with? Is it really down to, once I, I'm in a relationship with people, I'm engaging with people, my loneliness issue will disappear? I, I don't think so. And, and the research doesn't say so. And while we know that as human beings... Uh, our ability to engage, to socially interact is absolutely critical to our surviving as healthy, mind healthy, physical healthy human beings. It, it, is, not the, it is not the absolute cure for loneliness. Uh, it certainly is a positive influence uh, for people who... Um, are in a, a situation of loneliness, but it's, it's not the cure. What I would suggest, and I've said this before, is, is, is more fundamental, is more important, is how that individual thinks about themselves. The quality of, or the paradigm that says that they have self-worth, that they are worthy, that they are enough, that they are comfortable with their lot. It doesn't mean that they are living the best life, but, you know, they are working to, you know, a life and living a life that they're comfortable with and they're comfortable with the, the progress that they're making. And, and even if there is something missing that they haven't achieved or, they, you know, they're, they're still aspiring to that, you know, it's something that they can plan towards and make small steps towards and just kind of, very simply, being comfortable with your lot. I think in the world to do, today, everyone, there's a lot of superficiality and everyone is just trying to be 
something that it's really not them. It's more about what they feel they need to be. And I think if people were, if more people were comfortable with who they were, there'd be a lot more happiness around. And, and, and when I say happiness around, I don't mean everybody jumping around and, you know, like yo-yos or anything like that. But, you know, yeah, I'm not where I need to be yet. But you know what? I, on balance, I'm grateful for where I am. Uh, I know I've still got a lot of work to do. I know I'm not perfect, but you know what? I'm working at it and I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for, for this moment uh, and, uh, you know, excited about, you know, what, what tomorrow is going to bring. It doesn't matter what A is doing or B is doing. That's their lot. That's, that's them. But this is me and this is, you know, what I'm all about. And, and if we could all connect better with that, uh, I, I think that there would be uh, a lot more self-satisfaction around. But uh, I know, you know, it, it's not possible for, for that to be everywhere, but I'm sure we could try. Um, so I would just ask, and I would just ask that if you are someone, if you are someone that sees yourself as lonely, and if you are, you are. Nobody can take that away from you. If you, if you believe that that's an issue that you have, I believe you. I believe you. So the point is, and the question is, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What small thing can you do within the next 24 hours just to kind of break free from that prison, that mental prison, that feeling, that, you know, that thing that just makes you feel there's, there's no point, you can't, you know, you can't be bothered. What could you do? Well, here's just one thing to do. And you're not doing it just simply because it's about the relationship that you're chasing after or anything like that. But could you just reach out to someone, a phone call, preferably <laughs> not, to, not, to, not to WhatsApp message, but, but hey, you know, if you had to, you had to, but just to reach out to someone, it'd be great if you could pick up the phone and just say hello, just checking in just to see how you are. Uh, and you know, and that's it. And it's not, it's not about them coming back to you or saying, yeah, I'm going to call you back or whatever. Let's meet up. No, it's not about that. It's really just about breaking free of that feeling that you're, you're bound, that it's helpless and that you you did this thing you 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 know you took control of the situation and and you you know you you reached out to somebody especially if you've not reached out to someone for a long time pick up the phone if you could even say hello to a neighbor whatever 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 gesture it is that is really genuine but but just allows you to do something that you've been you've found it really scary to do in terms of reaching out and just acknowledging yourself with another another human being. That would be fantastic. Do it. Just do it. Um, friendship. That brings me on to friendship. I was reading uh, something recently that said that um, really you don't need more than two good friends two good friends uh, and while you might have a number of associates and uh, hundreds of 
you know, virtual friends, but in terms of real, genuine friends that you can call on for emotional support, that you trust, that are loyal, um, that have a positive impact on your on your life. And, you know, it doesn't matter how how distant, you know, the number of times it is that you guys speak every time you guys speak, it's it's enough uplift for you. You know, that kind of thing, that kind of friendship. Partly the research says you don't need more than two of those. On average, people will have two of those kind of friends. And so I would ask, you know, even one is a great start. You know, there was a time it used to be three, but um, uh, because uh, uh, today we've, over the years, we've we've moved around more. Um, so we spend less time in a place uh, before we move on, there is not really enough time to harness up to three of those kind of friends. So, but it's an average figure. Some people obviously have a lot more, but but um, I, I thought that was an an interesting thing. But you know, what is friendship? As adults, friendships are very much about people that you have shared values with, that you trust, that are loyal to you, and you're loyal to them, that that have a positive impact and influence on you. Um, not the ones, you know, the whole, uh, you know, if, if you've got friends involved in, you know, dodgy stuff, the more time you spend with them, the more likely it is for you to be involved in dodgy stuff. Uh, I would question whether those are good friends to sustain over the long term. That would be good for you. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a personal uh, judgment call. Emotional support, very key as well. You know, you know how you have friends and um, uh, you might have a selection of friends, but you know when it really comes down to it and, and something serious has happened and you really need, you'll know the ones that you can actually pick up the phone and speak to. If you had five, you're not going to speak to all five of them with that level of trust, loyalty, you know, to that intent. It, it, it just won't happen because it's difficult difficult to sustain that quality of friendship across such a large number you know so so um, good good friendship we should all aspire and you don't need you don't need many of them you don't need many of those at all okay um all the stuff that we we do online and you know they're they're um they're there but they're not real they're not real they're not real um I'll actually next week, I'm going to be spending some time with a really good friend of mine um, called Pat. And um, I'm going to be getting her to join me on my next podcast. We will be going out and um, I've known her. She was actually uh, my line manager back in the, I think the early, uh, in the 90s anyway. And um, we really connected really well. And we've stayed friends. And she's today she's more of a big sister uh, and uh, so she's always someone I, I make sure that I, I spend time with when I can. Uh, we we don't talk all the time, but when we speak, it it's like we were just together the other day. That's I, I that for me that's a real that's a that's a really good friend. Um, uh, she's a good confidant for me. Not necessarily. I'm not necessarily a good. Conf- I'm not necessarily. Uh, her confident, although we, we, we do talk about some things, but um, uh, that that doesn't take anything away from the fact that I regard her as a good friend. And I, I think that's something else as well. Um, some friendships are like that. 
Um, I, I, but I recognize the relationship and the friendship for what it is. And I'm very comfortable with that. So uh, we're going to be hanging out this weekend and I'm going to be getting her to um, do a, a podcast with me, my podcast next week. So we're going to be talking about a number of things. She's a life coach. Um, she's been doing that for quite a number of years. So we're going to be talking about uh, people, uh, behaviours, uh, and um, just some of the observations that we have kind of made through our own perspectives about why we do the things that we do. So listen, um, definitely watch out for that. Um, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, let me know what you think about this podcast. I hope that you've been able to pick something up that resonates, um, that's added some value. Um, that would be great to hear. Um, definitely send me a wave. You can send uh, an email. Uh, maybe if there's a topic or uh, something that you want to share, uh, you know, about what's going on with you uh, in relation to the subjects that I've talked about. Um, be delighted to get that from you. Uh, podcast at headwaypoint.com. Podcast at headwaypoint. Head, H-E-A-D-W-A-Y point. Dot com. It'd be a pleasure to receive your, your email. Thanks, guys, for listening. Have a good evening. This is Time with Flora, where we talk, learn and grow together. We air on Tuesdays. Speak to you next week. Bye.